Oh, and welcome <laughs> to another episode of No More Leadership BS. It is the holiday season, and I've brought my elves. I have Jeff, Myra, and Dr. Sam. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Some of the tallest elves you've ever seen in your life, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what Pointy you shoes in your eggnog. <laughs> What normally goes in eggnog, of course. Exactly. <laughs> With so, so this month, I have an interesting topic to bring up because we're going into the holiday season. I want to bring up the topic of, are the holidays a distraction for your company? Or are they a way to cement the culture of your company? As we go into the holidays, most companies know that while you see November and December on the calendar and eight weeks of business, in all reality, because of the weeks of Christmas and the weeks of Thanksgiving and the week of New Year's Day, you're really just talking about a six, five or six week, two months. So a lot of companies have to c condense four weeks worth of work into four weeks of work. So let's talk about that. Is this a way... How do leaders make sure that their businesses are still, math is hard. How do businesses, how do businesses stay in business, but also try to get their employees to enjoy the holiday season? Because everybody knows it's the holidays and everybody's in holiday mode. Because if you're not going to celebrate the holidays, you're a Grinch. So how do organizations stay in business while celebrating the holiday season? Mr. Geyer, what has been your experience sitting there from the car? A couple of things, Jeff. I, th I think how we stay in business is we, we plan the entire year and we know that, <clears throat> excuse me, in December, we're going to be shorthanded because people are taking vacations and other people got fired because they just lost control at the holiday party, company party, and that kind of stuff. So staffing is down, but we've planned for that. The issue I always thought, it is twofold. One, a lot of, especially when I was in, in the healthcare space, our customers, the patients, they all had jobs too. And when we wanted to be off, those people wanted to be off too. And in fact, they would be. And so they would schedule appointments during the week of Thanksgiving and the week of Christmas because they didn't have to work. And that rubbed against our people didn't want to work then either. So you have to balance still serving the your customer while you're allowing people to have time off during the holidays. And then the second thing I think it is for leaders, and this is no BS, and it was a little contentious point between my lovely spouse and my myself decades ago when I started leadership is I, I never took time off between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. I, I thought as the leader, it was important for me to be seen in the organization during those times instead of just checking out and saying, I'm the boss or I'm the CEO or I'm the leader. And therefore I, I can take the, the time off during the holidays and the, all the peons in the organization, they can work and figure out how they're going to get Thanksgiving dinner on the table when they worked until five 30 or six o'clock. So two things, keep focusing on the customers and do the best you can while you're allowing your employees to spend time with their families and friends and stuff like that. And then as the leader, I think it's really time to step up to show your face in the organization and not check out for like you were talking, Jeff, that four or five or six week uh, period of time. I agree. 
So Myra, during the holiday season, lots of companies like to do fun things at work. They'll do games. There's a fun game, a week-long game called the Reindeer Games. They'll do ugly sweater contests. They'll do gingerbread house contests. They'll do door decorating and cubicle contests. They'll do all that kinds of stuff. So you have employees ex exerting energy into those extracurricular things. How does that affect morale within the business and moving into the new year? Does it help with culture and morale going into the new year? Or do people just play too much during the month of December and December's a throwaway month? Yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind, Jeff, is how much are we willing to spend on a professional to come in and do team building exercises? That's often a part of our budget. And by doing the games, by doing the door decorations, by generally having a good time, we've got the opportunity there for tremendous team building exercises. So you're saying it's like it's, cheap entertainment. It could be cheap entertainment, but it's also a cheap culture building. Sure. It's And I don't like the word cheap. I like it more as... Thrifty, frugal. No, as it, it comes from within. It just happens. It's, it's not, not some. It's natural and it's not something that people, if somebody says, we're going to do a team building exercise this weekend, you have to come and say, oh, I've got a hundred other things I'd rather do yeah. than a team building. But let's do a door decorating contest and vote on that would actually energize, I think, if it's done in the right spirit, people to participate and have fun with it and look at their job as not a job, but as a a place that gets them, that includes them. It has, and, and we pay big bucks for this. We pay big bucks for people to come and to make that culture happen for us. Yeah. And the, it, it's right there. It's yeah. the opportunity at the holiday is right there. If we can look at it that way and plan for it that way. And okay. I just wonder, because this is a particular subject that I think planning is, essential when it comes to the holidays. The holidays never snake up on us. Everybody knows it's coming. It's and it's never yeah, it's on the calendar and we know it's coming. We know that budgets have to be done by the end of the year. We know that there's a Christmas party to plan for. We know all of this stuff ahead. And if you wait till the last minute and you realize budgets aren't done because of holiday cheer and spirit, who's yeah. that on? Exactly. That is a supervisory issue. Yep. Yep. I agree. That, Dr. Sam taught me that one the other day. And that is a supervisory issue. And you've got to look at your leadership or your ability to lead if you let it get into that situation. Yeah. So, okay. That's great. That's awesome. So one one of the things I've always wondered about, and, and I'm going to talk to, to Dr. Sam coming from an education perspective, I've always felt sorry for teachers the night of Halloween <laughs> and then the day after Halloween, <laughs> I've always worried about teachers. But when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas at the collegiate level, they have breaks. They have, they do a great school at public school as well. But I remember getting like a whole month off in college for Christmas. How do you, and I know there's stress on you guys as an educator that you have to do finals and get papers graded and grades in before you can enjoy the holiday season. Walk us through that process. What did you do to survive that? Mm -hmm. So in the academic space, there is this side of the, the courses, 
Well, just like you described, wrap up the content, have your finals, get the grades done, and then that's that. The other side of that is there are students who still, these days, believe it or not, move to and live at their college residence halls. Some of those folks are from overseas, so they can't just pop back home that easily. So we still provide housing for them and oftentimes not meals. So that puts a different stress. How do we get them transportation to stores and how do they store food and that kind of thing? So the idea that it shuts down isn't accurate. Like a lot of places, they don't shut down, down, but they hair down a lot. But for example, the people I work with at the university level, there was never a day we didn't have police on campus because we have a university police department. They've got to be there. You have maintenance staff that the calendar doesn't care when the water main breaks. It just does. So you show up and take care of business. So there's bits and pieces that can't be prepared for and also are planned in, like you described. We just know it's going to happen this way. But for the um, for the portions that were non-emergency, easily predictable, you got your affairs in order and got it done. And it wasn't a matter of if I do this, I can get out of here. But as soon as we wrap this up, then everybody gets a break. Students get to go home with a little bit of levity in their minds. Faculty, staff get to take a pause from the, the traditional day-to-day and move into the slower season and then the, the new academic year, not the year, but academic semester or quarter with a little bit of a refresh. But if you didn't get it done, you stuck around and you got it done, whatever the, it was. Because using the housing example, if we didn't tell them how to sign up for housing, then they're like, hey, I got to go somewhere, don't I? <laughs> no, you don't. We didn't tell you the process. You, you got to do the process. It doesn't matter what your schedule is. You take care of business. You mean communicate? Right. Weird. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. In advance sometimes even. Weird. Sometimes. What's yeah. funny is my wife and I went to a movie last night and we saw the new movie, The Holdover with uh, Paul Giamatti. This is not mm-hmm. an endorsement, nor are we been sponsored by this movie. I'm giving that little disclaimer. But it was about 1970 private school and everyone's going home for Christmas break except for some a few kids and a teacher has to stay with them and mm-hmm. babysit him. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think you did that, but yeah, but that kind of brings it. That just brought it home for me. I'm like, yeah. Pretty- yeah. There, there's the one aspect where folks on a college campus are actually legally adults, and also there's the elongated adolescence and also a lack of resources, so they don't get to of the new security system in their house. If, if you do that, you want to leave for a long period of time because it's your residence hall room. You get what you get. That's it. Right. So there's a different relationship between, in this case, the service provider and customer that you have to attend to. So yeah, it's not quite the older days of having a house mother, but it is very much, we owe them something because A, they're paying to be here and B, they said they'd come join us to be academically challenged. So we have to serve them to keep them around and yeah. hopefully help them have a good experience. Isn't there like a liability? Also, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into the weeds of things, oh, but yes. I don't need to do that. Always liability, liability, always issues. <laughs> yeah, that's always a piece of the puzzle. However, not to diverge from the topic, but if you're in a job anywhere you are, no matter what your job is, if you think about every day as, how can we get sued today? Just go back to bed. Because there's never a day that's not going to happen. Just go, go find something else to do. Otherwise, exactly. be your best and move on. Exactly. Okay. So, Mr. Mr. McLaughlin, McLaughlin. Yeah. So, for the first 16 years of my career, I worked for the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts were very numbers driven. And all of our numbers had to be in by midnight on December 31st. 
And the holidays were never a fun time for us. Because if your numbers weren't in, you were working Christmas Eve, you were working the 26th. And we worked New Year's Eve. We were there till 10 o'clock at night. I, we, I never had a New Year's Eve. So the culture uh, was very negative in that. What do leaders need to be reminded of or need to know about their staff during the holiday season so they don't just get focused on the numbers? It's much easier. What do they say? Much easier to track bees with honey or sugar than yeah. it is to with vinegar. What advice do you have for leaders during the month of December if they are numbers driven? I would say that I think we've hit on a lot of different points. Myra hit on a very important point that it's an opportunity to bring your teams together. And that when they, they feel valued, when they feel like they matter, they are going to be more productive. So if you're trying to hit those numbers, if you're really, oh my gosh, we're a little bit behind. Oftentimes I've got a lot of friends in the, the insurance world where it's open insurance now and they are just working their tails off because this is when they get most of their business. They know this is their crunch season. This is where they make their money, right? So they're out there busting their butts, but they're also going to take time to celebrate. And that time to celebrate is a time for reflection, appreciation, giving. If you want to get your team like really going and in a great mood, it doesn't matter what holiday you practice, give together, all together, get together and do something for your community or for your clients or Love give that. back in some way, whether that's time, monetarily, both, whatever it is, that will actually build your team and help them to be more productive. And if we're really looking at numbers, wouldn't we want to be more productive? What if instead of waiting till the end of the year, if those celebrations happen periodically throughout the year, if that increased their productivity by two or 3%, would that make a difference? You wouldn't have crunch time at the end of the year because all of a sudden you're like, boom, 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 boom. You're more productive throughout the year. Your numbers are going to hit there. And so exactly. knowing what those numbers are and where they are and what time of the year, that's important data tracking, which is probably my other least favorite four-letter word, data <laughs> and math. Those were just four-letter words for sure. But they're vital and important. <laughs> Tracking, also a four-letter word. Because yeah. you also don't like math. So yeah, it's also math is hard. <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> yeah. But if you know those, if you know where, when and where and how those things are going to happen, I, I would have looked at that opportunity with those, with the, the Boy Scouts and gosh, that's going to be really tough. And at the same time, getting together with a bunch of the people that are recruiting or trying to get their numbers up and making it a challenge and putting a board on the wall and like doing, I'm going to do this call. And you make it fun yep. where it's game. It's a, what was the old, the old telethons they used to do? Yeah. With, yeah. That kind of environment where they're entertainment and fun and they're like, okay, we got a call from Georgia and they're going to send us a box of peaches. This is going to be great. Okay, cool. Don't know what we're <laughs> going to do with a box of peaches because it's peaches and they're probably rotten by the time we get here. But hey, who knows? Maybe we we'll make moonshine. I don't know. <laughs> you're taking, moonshine. you're taking moonshine. lemons, peach moonshine. It's a thing. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming everything's a thing. But that opportunity to create your team, to help your team, and to foster their spirit of whatever holidays they're celebrating, which I think almost all of the, all the holidays are a celebration and an opportunity for reflection. So taking those into account and doing those intentionally with your team and maybe even, yes, bringing in a professional 
And by the way, it's not cheap. A, re- a professional is going to cost something, but that cost has a return on investment in that your team performs better throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah. And I'll, let me explain the numbers thing again. When I was working for the Boy Scouts, it was membership numbers. So it was calling around to the different packs, troops, te- packs, troops, posts, and, and teams on, have you got everybody turned in? Have you got, you're just pulling and pulling. But the beautiful thing is it was a bunch of cubicles in a big room. There was 27 of us and we called it the bullpen. And there was 27 of us in there. And while some of us had already met our goal, nobody left. I had people come in and say, how can I help you? And that was a team building exercise, just naturally. Right there. Or- Absolutely. Or- organic team building exercise. So this is awesome stuff as we go into the holiday season. Great advice from four of the smartest people I know. As we go into the holiday season, I'm a nonprofit guy, so I'm going to tell you, support your local nonprofits. I've always said that if people gave the other 10 months out of the year like they do during the month of November and December, we wouldn't have a problem. As Jeff uh, McLaughlin said, as an organization, as a team, go out and help sort food at your local food bank or deliver food from your local food bank. Do a closed drive. Do a a construction project where everybody brings canned food in and builds something. And then you donate that food to the local food bank. Volunteer your time at a local nonprofit because this is the time of year when the weather turns cold is when the nonprofits need your help the most. I appreciate you guys. I'm looking forward to a going into our approaching our fourth year of this podcast. I think we've been doing it three. Like you said, math is hard, but I appreciate you guys. And I I love this podcast and I love the conversations we have and you guys are family. So anything you guys want to say before we sign off, before we go into the holidays? Just thought when Geoff was talking, is there some people that this fun, this team building does not come naturally? Correct. And this may have been just an aha moment for him. And if you are having trouble with it, can I recommend you bring somebody from offsite um, professionals that comes to mind, but you may know of somebody else. It could be easy, equally as could, but don't just ignore it. Don't oh. your people need that. Your company needs it. And it will just make you a better, stronger leader. Yep. Yeah. Within an organization, build a team of people. If you got a team of people within your staff that, that want to have put together parties, put them in charge of it. If you're not a party person, somebody on your team is. So as you listen to this podcast, leave us a message, leave us a great review, a five-star review, give us a shout out on your own social media about how amazing we are. Uh, Three three of you guys are super amazing, but I'm going to leave it at that. I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday. And if you have any questions, if you need to get in touch with us at any time, Email us at askus at leadershipbs.co and we promise that we will respond and help you in any way that we can. We have five mediocre minds that might be able to help you. So with that and the No More Leadership BS team, I'm signing out for all of us from Jeff, Jeff, Myra, and Dr. Sam. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Bye. Bye.